Welcome to Matcha Moments for the Creative Mind here on the Loba Land Podcast, a sacred space to recommit back to your personal power with ease and efficiency. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Lois Aloba, also known as your favorite mystic practitioner, let's be honest. <laughs> as you may know, January's theme is living well here on the podcast. And in the Matcha Moments segment, we are exploring the big leap by Gay Hendricks. Last week, we talked all about how you can live in your zone of genius. If you haven't listened to it yet, then cue it up for the next episode because it's juicy and you deserve to have that type of knowledge in your life, okay? Today, we explore upper limiting. I'm really excited about this. What it means, how it works, how it shows up in our lives, and how we can transmute it to live our best life. First up, matcha, because the matcha is life. I really want to know, uh, side note, do y'all say that with me? Or is it just like, all right, Lotus says this every episode, so we're going to let her rock until she gives us that information. Let me know. <laughs> I want to know. Okay. I want to bring you a fun fact about matcha today. So matcha has insanely high amounts of a specific amino acid called L-theanine, which has strong connects to the production of alpha waves in the brain also known as where shit gets handled. When L-theanine is absorbed into our bloodstream, those feel-good chemicals, the dopamine and the serotonin, those levels start to rise, helping us experience feelings of well-being, general happiness, relaxation, and alertness. Matcha is an incredible stress manager. I can't say it enough. Just a cup a day will do you wonders, okay? And with matcha, we can stay happy longer. I know that is a um, an intention that we all want. And it really is the perfect tool to help with upper limiting. Now, upper limiting, what the hell? What is it? Maybe you heard of it. Maybe you kind of know, maybe you have no idea. Well, upper limiting happens when we achieve success, happiness, or wealth. Most of our egos are unfamiliar with long periods of positivity and prosperity. We are conditioned by our wonderful society we live in to expect the other shoe to drop, quote unquote. We are told all the time, right? If it feels too good to be true, then it probably is. And because of this wiring, our ego jumps into action to bring us back to our comfort zone, also known as the shit that we don't even want in our lives anymore, but we somehow are in this weird ass loop and we keep attracting it to ourselves. This dulls our shine by giving us negative thoughts or behaviors to mess up what we've worked for and what we should be enjoying. Some examples for context, getting an unexpected bill after receiving a windfall or getting a promotion at work. Maybe you've experienced arguing with your partner after becoming successful in something, right? Maybe you guys have a really long streak period. I've noticed this with me and my partner um, and we've been working on it together now that we understand upper limiting we will have like a good two or three weeks of like bliss and peace. And then randomly out of nowhere over the smallest, most insignificant thing, we are like full blown at each other. Like, yo, da 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 this, this, and this. And really and truly, we just want to be happy. But because we are practicing um, strengthening up that muscle of experiencing longer time periods of prosperity and joy, um, it, it takes time. It definitely, it definitely does. <clears throat> or maybe you're worrying about something when you have happy thoughts. Maybe you're experiencing a moment of bliss and peace. Maybe you just graduated or something like a really high peak moment. And then out of nowhere, 
boom, you're thinking about, oh my God, I'm going to be in debt after college or, oh my God, like this moment won't last forever. That's upper limiting. When we upper limit, it's a problem. And I started witnessing it as I started to see how happy I was. I was making so much money. All my relationships were healthy and thriving. My self-love was on overflow. My biz was growing. The unbelievable offers that I could have never imagined started pouring in. Next thing you know it, I'm suffering from a stroke at 29. It sounds unrelated and even unreal, but that was my personal experience and it wasn't the first time. During my yoga practices, I started to see when life felt too good, something physical would happen to me, an unexplainable symptom or flare. It blew my mind to put these memories together as I was reading The Big Leap. All of these moments started to click for me and I gained so much clarity. I started to see it in my wolves too. And when I would mention a term and explain it, my wolves had aha moments as well. It's like a more sophisticated form of self-sabotage. It makes us reinforce glass ceilings society and our unawareness have created. And the worst thing is, it's a concept we may never learn. Like, upper limiting, unfortunately, is not common knowledge. Hence why I'm sharing it here today with all of my wolves. This is for anyone who wants more joy in their life, who wants to feel at home and safe wherever they are. When you master upper limiting, your life will be a beautiful experience of bliss and meaningful work, and it will be a continuing experience of that level of prosperity and passion and productivity and positivity, all the P words, boo, all the good P words. (laughs) Now, when I experience upper limit, I'm aware it's upper limiting, and I stretch myself to become more comfortable in my expansion as opposed to my false comfort, right? Which is like the low negative vibes that I have become used to, right? I choose to have my happiness over my false comfort. So here's the CPR method for mastering upper limiting. As you guys know, the CPR method is a a technique I created, a toolkit I created uh, when I was at the height of my depression, uh, and it allowed me to have a rebirth and start my life over again. And these three steps are so versatile, so customizable that I can literally do a CPR method for almost any situation in my life. And by doing these three steps, I am at the end of it, I just feel better. And I'm, I feel back in control of my life. I feel uh, back in alignment with my true power. And I also know how supported I am by the universe, by God's source, whoever you call on to. And then I'm able to, to try again and, and do better the next time um, with the lessons that I've learned. So for this CPR method for upper limiting, the C stands for change course. Switch up your habits. Once you become aware of your upper limit patterns through observation, document it. No judgment, just show gratitude for them. They thought they were keeping you safe. Be okay with that and lovingly release them with an affirmation. One that I like to use is, I make space for my joy to come home by releasing old beliefs, habits, and thoughts. Again, I make space for my joy to come home by releasing old beliefs, habits, and thoughts. Now, P. P 
P.S. Praise on purpose. <laughs> only but goody, boo. Only but goody. Seriously, gratitude is usually the key to all kinds of ascension wolves. You see, gratitude allows us to expand in a loving and safe way. When we feel loved and safe, then we can offset that need for our false comfort. When we are grateful for what we currently have, we bring more of what we are grateful for towards us. There are even studies that show us people who practice gratitude daily report higher levels of alertness, enthusiasm, determination, attentiveness, and energy that those who don't practice a gratitude daily, they just don't have it. These are all sacred tools that can help us overcome upper limiting. Now, the last but not least is release to recover. Shame and guilt are probably some of the worst feelings ever. Let me know in the comments because these are my beliefs. I, I just feel like there's nothing worse than feeling guilty and shamed. I, ugh, ugh, ugh. Maybe embarrassed, but I feel like that's a, a nice little mix of both of them. It makes us feel like we have done something wrong and that we are undeserving of happiness. Shit from our childhood traumas, for sure. <laughs> but releasing these feelings give us space to feel grace rise up from within. When we use opposite behaviors to help us move out the old, we can fill in the new with those positive behaviors. And a good example is, let's say you suffer from a poverty mindset. I, I actually have a really hard word saying poverty. I don't know if you guys saw that. Like my body almost rebuked it, like, ew. <laughs> Uh, just wondering and like when you observe your body when you get to witness yourself it's just it's so it's such an experience <laughs> anyway okay you suffer from a poverty mindset so you start building and practicing self-worth right because that's essentially the opposite of a poverty mindset the opposite of a poverty mindset is a prosperity mindset a money mindset and poverty is this understanding this belief that you do not deserve luxury, you do not deserve wealth, you do not deserve lavishness, you do not deserve these good things in the world, you deserve the worst of the worst, you deserve the um, the things that aren't of quality, right? You deserve the things that um, make you shrink and feel small. That is a poverty mindset. So the opposite of a poverty mindset is a prosperity mindset. And that really boils down to self-worth. So you want to build and practice your self-worth. Meditations, can help boost confidence. You can even start by maybe investing in a money coach so you can better understand how money works. I'll be having a money mastermind masterclass that'll come out at some point this year um, that will help reset your poverty mindset too. So be on the lookout for that. But essentially do things where you wouldn't normally do it, right? So if I'm suffering from a poverty mindset, my instinct is not to go in um, spend money on things that'll make me better, right? My instinct would be to hoard the money, right? To quote unquote, save the money because I feel like it's never going to come back or I will never have it again, right? But when I am looking to release that, but mm, that's actually not how the world works. And that's actually not how I want my experience in life to be. I'm going to release that shit and I'm going to recover by filling up that empty space that once harbored my uh, poverty mindset and filling it with my prosperity mindset, filling it with meditations, filling it with frequencies, filling it with um, aromatherapy, intentional movement, things that help me release that mindset 
and fill it up with a new one, right? <clears throat> Another example is you have a hard time being single. So you want to create an intimate alone time with yourself. Date yourself like no one else could ever and get to know you again. You can do self-love meditations like My Love is Everywhere, guided meditation that's here on the podcast. You can use uh, the Loboland Beauty uh, self-love kit. It's super popping and it features mystical tools to practice self-forgiveness, self-awareness, and self-adornment. Those are all key attributes to having unconditional, fully realized, fully blossomed self-love. And it's perfect for working through your self-esteem concerns. All right, so that's the CPR method for transmuting and mastering upper limiting. You want to change course by switching up your habits. You want to praise on purpose because legitimately gratitude is the key to all success in life. And you want to release to recover. You want to let go of those things that no longer serve you and then replace those things with positive things, positive techniques, positive habits and beliefs so that you can enjoy the happiness that you've worked so hard to create for yourself. Okay, man, I swear, hopefully I am encouraging you all to try the book. I don't know if you are a reader, maybe you like audio. I kind of go in between the two of doing audio and then doing um, actually having a physical book. Some books I need the physical book for. The Big Leap, I didn't need that for. The audio was amazing. I got it for free with the New York Public Library that I'm still attached to out here in Philly. That's my business. Okay, well... (laughs) But it was so, so necessary. It was such a good book. And I really hope that you take some time out this year, preferably this month, to read it. Because I'm telling you, if you read this book now, honey, by the time we get to like our other books that we have lined up for the rest of this year, you're you're going to have the awareness you need to really enjoy this year, enjoy your life, enjoy the experiences that are going to come up. And you'll also have techniques in place to help you for those times where anxiety pops up on the scene and depression shows up. And you're just kind of like, uh, uh, I don't know. You're not saying I don't like this shit. You'll be able to be like, "Mm, I'm witnessing the fact that I don't really like the way that I feel, uh, in this experience. Okay, cool. Let me take a deep inhale, exhale. What can I do right now to help me feel good? And you can start to like release that ugliness that we've been like pushed into where we feel the need to like struggle, blood, sweat, tears, that hustle, grind mindset, all these things that we think equals success. Because when we are able to rewire our minds to remove from that false reality, we then get to actually do what we're here to do, which is to create our lives, to create this experience, to experience other human beings and to witness beauty. And I'm not just talking really cute makeup palettes, right? I'm talking actual beauty, the expression of God. We get to have more time to enjoy that. Okay, before I close out, I actually wanna share this with you really quickly. So I've been really working on my upper limiting um, for the past month and a half. I think I read the book in December again. So like from December till now, and it, it really stretched me, right? I ended up getting an assistant to help with things that I know don't allow me to live in my zone of genius, right? So now she gets to do these things and she loves these things. Like, I don't, I mean, aura is a blessing. Shout out to Aura if you listen to the episode, you know, I love you. 
Um, and now she gets to do these things that she can do like in her sleep. And I get to focus on expressing and cultivating my passions and exploring my zone of genius, right? So last week I ended up my day where I want to say I ended it really early, maybe like four or five o'clock. And I was like, oh shit, I have nothing else to do. And it kind of freaked me out because I was like, maybe I'm missing something. So I go through like, I'm a very organized person. So I go through like my day planner. I go through like my uh, calendar on my phone, my notes, my to-do list. And I'm just like, oh shit, I really did get most, like, I got, not most, I got all the things done that I need to get done in that time frame. So I was just sitting there looking at uh, Gary, looking at Aura, and I'm just like, the fuck do I do now? And they were laughing at me, but it was like a really, really deep, profound question. And then I realized that I started to almost panic, almost have an anxiety attack because I'm like, there's something I'm missing. I should be doing something else. I should be working right now. Right. And again, this is coming from the wolf mother, the wolf that believes that all things should just come to her, that she's not chasing shit. She does not believe in hustle and grind mentality, but I am still recovering from being a super alpha overachieving ass bitch, right? Like I'm, I'm still growing and healing from that space. Um, <clears throat> and what ended up happening is that I actually experienced beauty and it was wonderful. I literally sat down, I did some, a mid-afternoon meditation and breath work, which I just could have never even thought for myself. And it was so yummy. And then I just started to like read my book and like sip some tea. And it was so nice. It was so freaking wonderful. And I was just like in that moment, damn, why do I do all of this like worrying and, you know, frantic living when really I genuinely love being in this space. I genuinely love um, feeling beautiful you know, and beautiful as an experience, not just a physical feature. Though I do believe the more you feel beautiful, the more you look beautiful. But that's a side note. It was just really like, wow, I'm in this moment. And like, there is nothing expected of me. There is nothing forced on me. There is nothing looming over my head right now. But it's so unfamiliar to me that I am trying to create looming things over my head that I don't want. <laughs> upper limiting. When I tell you it's so sophisticated, it's not like regular self-sabotage. So again, I really hope that you read The Big Leap um, and practice a self-care CPR method to help you move through moments of upper limiting. Now that you have the awareness of what it looks like and what it feels like, you'll notice it. You'll begin to become a witness to your experience and be like, oh shit, I'm having an upper limit moment. Plot twist. Let me switch it up. Let me switch it up. Let me change course, right? Let me let me show a little love. Let me show a little gratitude. And then let me use one of my self-love, my self-worth techniques to help me um, clear out this space and fill it in with something that I actually want to re-fortify your foundation again. So the next time you experience joy, you can extend that experience for longer. And then with each time, with more practice, you get to have longer and longer periods of bliss. And like I said before, if you listen to the audio version, Gay Hendricks himself reads it. <clears throat> and you hear how peaceful this man is. You hear how when he talks about his wife, there's so much love in his tonality 
for his partner. You hear how when he talks about the work that he does, there's so much love. You also hear that when he goes back into his experience to give us context, like he looks back at his past, there's a lot of compassion, love, and even some um, laughter there. Like, yes, I did this dumb shit. I don't understand why I did it. It was not serving me, but here we are. I, I want to have that for myself. I want to be able to look back at young Lotus and just be like, sis, you were just out here doing the best you could. And I respect it. I fuck with it. I love you. And not be on some like, wow, you did that. That was so dumb of you. That was so eh, right? Like we really want to have more beauty and healing in our entire experience, especially as creatives, especially as black bodies in this world. This is another way to cultivate your joy, to step into your personal power, and to create the experience that you want to have in this lifetime. All right, Wolves? I want to thank you so much. Make sure you're on the email list again, because I'll be shifting off of Instagram this year so I can create a more intimate, intentional community where we can howl at the moon, bask in our beauty, and love on each other like a wolf gang 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 does okay make sure you listen to the first episode of conscious conversations that new segment that's out on the lower land podcast it happens every friday and the first episode featured diversity and inclusivity educator portia boston hey portia we love you and we talked all about being black and wellness and it was so good our second episode comes out this friday and in real time, of course. And it features professional organizer and badass wolf, Rebecca Love of Organize for Love. We will be talking about getting organized so that we can thrive. Me and Rebecca always have a good time together. Um, if you guys check out Organize for Love on Instagram, I'll leave the link in the description. You guys can see one of our conversations that we had last year that was just super fun. And it'll give you the vibes to prepare you for what comes this Friday. <laughs> We would love to have your energy there. So subscribe to the email list and to this podcast, share this episode, comment on this episode, and rate this episode five stars if you can, okay? Because we are claiming the number one spot for spiritual and creative wellness, okay? We, we're, calling in the big, we're calling in the big sponsors. We're asking the ancestors to bless this podcast, to have it expand so that I can continue to grow as a co a global community of badass wolves living their best life, period. Okay? <sighs> All right. All resources I talked about will be in the show notes. That includes a link to the book. And I will see if I can actually just add the link to the conversation I had with Rebecca earlier. So you can have that as well. And yeah, I love you so very much. I love you to the moon and back, wolves. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye, wolves.